0: The South African Jewish Board of Deputies is the organization that engages with the South African government on behalf of the Jewish community. Join Cherise Zepard for the next hour to find out what the SAJBD has been up to. 101.9 High FM Ellie Creel left South Africa about seven years ago and went to work in the UAE in Dubai. She started a kosher catering company and it has done so well that she has attracted the attention of even the local. Ellie, in them from Dubai. Ellie, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Cherise. It's wonderful to be able to chat with you today. Ellie, tell me about arriving in Dubai and what made you decide to start a kosher catering business?
1: So when we got here seven years ago, um, the intention was not to open a kosher service um at all. Really what we were focused on was making the transition into a new society, settling in, finding our way around, around the place, around the city. And of course, because we, we have a kosher home was to try and establish a kosher home here again. And, um, so that meant that I needed to become very familiar with which supermarkets stocked kosher goods etc. And we found that if we kept to a vegetarian and fish diet, uh, we could continue to keep kosher in our home. So that's what we did. Um, but what started happening from there is that people started reaching out to us. There were a number of business travelers coming through, and um, anyone who keeps to a kosher diet will know that when they travel, it's very difficult to be able to eat out or to um, find kosher supplies, especially in a place you don't know. So people um, started reaching out, asking if we could help them with kosher food. And initially what that meant was we would invite people into our home and they would eat with us. And much, much later, it also meant that I started sending food out. It all started in a very, in a in a very informal way, um, nothing systematic, um, nothing planned. It was just as people arrived, you know, you you know, being in the situation myself where we've travelled before and not being able to. Um, Find kosher restaurants or anything like that and having to travel with, um, your own kosher supplies. I understood what situation they were in. And so we would, we would help out where we could. About two years ago, um, uh, things started changing in the UAE and, um, there were a number of conferences that were being held, interfaith conferences. And in, it was in November 2018 that the global conference on Human fraternity was held in Abu Dhabi And that brought in religious leaders From around the world Many of them rabbis um, And people naturally Turned to us again And asked if we could provide kosher food So for that conference I cooked for a number of of, of um, Kosher delegates And I sent food from Dubai to Abu Dhabi And then what happened was After that word got out And um, the demand sort of picked up really quickly, and from a request, you know, informal request every couple of weeks or months or whatever, suddenly became almost every day. And then I realized that the demand was such that um, I could open a cautious uh, catering company, and um, that happened over from – from November 2018 up until February 2019. And in the beginning of of, of 2019, the UAE launched the Year of Tolerance, and um, that also saw the formal recognition of our community. And um, the Pope also came to visit during that time, and basically everything opened up. And with that, I felt confident enough to take a step. And that's also what brought in a lot of requests. And it was a, a rather spontaneous decision but I thought let me give it a go let me see what what happens and um yeah it's been amazing uh it's not only it started with um business travelers so many people coming into dubai and abu dhabi for conferences and business meetings for one to two days they would come in and they would ask for food and i would have it delivered to their hotels and then it's it expanded by november last year november 2019 you know that's the major tourist season in in dubai between november and february and it was A lot of travelers um, coming for leisure and family vacations and honeymoons and annual vacations. And so my business
0: expanded rapidly. And yeah, that's how it got going. (laughs) You make it sound so easy. You were contacted to organize food for a conference and you did. It sounds like it was nothing at all. But what kind of skills did you need and what kind of skills did you have to learn to be able to do that? Yeah, it was a, it was a major learning curve
1: because essentially, you know, I've never really done any catering. I'm only, I only cook for my family and my friends. So it was a major, um, learning curve. I had to, you know, think about how to transport the food, what kind of menus people would want. Um, and of course the rabbis that were coming in, um, were coming from different backgrounds. So you had a mix of Sephardi and Ashkenazi rabbis and, you know, Trying to find a blend of food that would appeal to both tastes was really difficult. So there's a bit of trial and error, um, but people were were happy and they were thrilled to be able to get full meals rather than um, having to eat apples or and drink water for days. Um, so they were thrilled, and from there the word spread, and most of it
0: happened from word of mouth. You talk about the, um, people coming in from different areas and obviously different religiosity. You, they have to take your word, obviously, in terms of being kosher or keeping kosher. What kind of systems are in place? So that's, so
1: that's very important. I mean, you know, it speaks to our credibility as a family. We had many visitors coming in spending Shabbats with us. They could see we're a Shamre family. They could see that my kitchen is kosher. Um, so, so, you know, people would, would talk. And they would say, yes, this family is fine. You can eat from, from her kitchen. It's okay. Um, and I had a number of rabbis and I got uh, quite a few references and referrals from them. And, um, and that's, and that's how it happened. Of course, in my kitchen, I mean, it is a kosher kitchen completely. I only use, um, kosher goods. I've got a meat and a milk section. I've got two ovens, two stoves, um, and, yeah, you know, I, I cook in a kosher way, the way I was trained to, and I serve the food in a kosher way. So what happens is, you know, I send the food um, double wrapped in foil, and it gets sent to the hotel that way with instructions. I often, um, directly communicate with chefs, um, or concierges, and I tell them that this food is for, you know, the following customer. It must not be opened. It must be kept in the fridge. It must be delivered to the customer in the following way. And when it comes to heating up, I also give them very strict instructions as to what they must do. And I've only had, um, there was only one occasion in the last, I would say 18 months where the chefs didn't understand, didn't know what to do and they, they, they opened the foil and, and ruined the meal. Other than that, it, you know, it's been based on the references and the way that I, um, I, I maintain my kitchen and, you know, give people assurances that they can rely on me. Ellie, are you doing this all from your kitchen at home? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am very lucky to have it's, – it's a strange thing, actually, because um, if you look at many of the houses here in, in Dubai, especially the houses that the expats live in, the kitchens are quite small. But my villa is uh, an old one. It's one of the older ones. And strangely enough, I've got two – Sections in my kitchen I don't know how that happened I've got a rather big kitchen I'm Very lucky to have that And there's like a natural division Between them um, I, I think they initially intended That the one section Would be an eating area And the other section Would be a cooking area Um So I've, I've made use of that to split it into two kitchens and I do everything from home, which is, is quite tricky because, you know, you've got family life, especially within COVID, you know, you have a family at home. So, um, you, you know, it's hard to, to concentrate sometimes. The uh, kids need your attention. You've got orders coming in. I hope and my, my intention, my aspiration
0: is to actually go into commercial kitchen and, and develop from there. What kinds of foods are you making? I know you started off doing traditional Jewish cooking to help people living overseas feel at home. Has this changed? It has changed.
1: So actually it was the other way around. What I did was I made more international food, um, sort of fried fish, um, uh, baked fish, um, I made lasagnas, uh, I had, um, you know, salads, uh, different kinds of breakfasts, that sort of thing, because I understood that when you're a traveler, especially when you come with children, you want to give them something nutritious and they want protein. There's only so many crackers and, and, um, energy bars that you can eat on a trip. You, you know, at, at some point you're going to want to eat something more, more nutritious. So that's what I did initially was I gave, I made sure there was always protein and, um, salads and there was a good variety and also would pack food food for people on the go, bagels, for example, um, or wraps, um, salads that could, you know, they could, they could take along with them. Um, but then what happened is COVID, and as you know, COVID has had an effect on, on, every business in some way or the other, every family life in some way or the other. I was very, very quiet. I had no orders because the borders closed and the tourists stopped coming. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, what's the point of carrying on? We don't know how long this is going to be. And I, I had packed up my kitchen and I thought, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm, I had a good run and I'm very happy with it. And I feel proud of what I achieved and, you know, I'll move on. And then what happened was a journalist contacted me at the end of May. It was just before Shavuot, actually. And she contacted me and she asked me um, if she could write an article about me. And I was a bit hesitant at first. I wasn't sure because, I mean, of course I had a social media presence, but I wasn't, I wasn't shouting about what I was doing. I was being very kind of discreet and, and modest about it. And, um, I was a bit hesitant. But I thought, okay, let me see where this goes. Let, let's see. And she published the article and it, like the response was just crazy. It was, it was wonderful. People went wild about the idea. And then from there, there were six other articles published, um, about my, my food service, um, all in regional newspapers in Israel too, and also in CNN Arabic, uh, J Post. Um, and then people started coming forward saying, we want to try your food, we want to try your food. And I realized very quickly they weren't interested in the food that they could get in any other restaurant here in Dubai. They wanted Jewish food. And that's where I transitioned to doing the the traditional Jewish food. And what's so interesting, again, is that because this is such a – a diverse environment um, You would think that in the Middle East You would get Sephardi Jewish food People would want Sephardi Jewish food But because most of the expats come from from The West um, They are familiar with Ashkenazi um, Jewish food And I started getting requests for that In particular And um, and so I quickly adapted my menu, and most of the foods that I have on there now are, are Ashkenazi. It's quite a small menu, and then um, I am going to expand to have a safari menu so that people can, can vary. I mean, the, the whole thing about my kitchen is that it's very cosmopolitan. I like to bridge the cultures, and I'm being more experimental too. I understand you'll be writing a book. Yes. So, so that book is called Kosherati. It's a blend of the words kosher and Emirati. I'm co-authoring it with an Emirati food blogger, a close friend of mine. Uh, she is just as, um, intrigued and enthralled with, um, with Jewish food as I am with Emirati food. So we're teaching each other and we are blending the foods. Um, you know, I found a lot of similarities in the Emirati diet with the actually Ashkenazi foods. And, um, so what we're doing is developing our own recipes, a new, a new kind of style of cooking that reflects this environment, the, the Emirati environment, a kosher, you know, a kosher set of recipes that blend Jewish and, and Emirati foods. So that's, so that's what we're working on together. And the whole idea behind it is to demonstrate the, um, the commonalities in our shared culture, in our cultures. You know, to, to emphasize that, um, you know, what, what is being ch- achieved here in the UAE in terms of acceptance of, of different groups is really quite remarkable and very, very open
0: towards, um, new cultures and peoples. Thank you so much for joining me. If anybody would like to get a hold of you, what should they do? Well, I've got a, I've got a website. It's called Ellie's Kosher Kitchen and Ellie is spelled
1: E Um, so Ellie's Kosher Kitchen or otherwise they can email me at info at Ellie's dot com. I'd be very happy to, to get feedback and to hear from people. I do miss South Africa a lot. I miss my community a lot. And it's so, it's been so wonderful to talk to Sharice. It just, it makes me, uh, feel, you know, so, proud to be connected um, to have come out of this community and to be in in dubai you know representing south africa thank you very much for for this opportunity today